Do not be fooled by the joyous klezmer band you hear. This episode of Babe is going to take you somewhere that we've never been before, that I've never been before. So, welcome to Babe. It's me, Sean. This episode is about rewriting the narrative, rewriting a narrative. And so let me, I'll start by asking you this. Do any of you have a narrative in your life that uh, does not have a happy ending? Maybe it's from your childhood. Maybe it's from your your young adulthood. Maybe it's recently. Um, You have a narrative you tell yourself over and over again as truth and you believe it. It shapes who you are, especially childhood narratives, childhood uh, trauma childhood events really shape who we are as adults. And um, sometimes they live in the back of our minds. Sometimes they're suppressed and you you don't even know they're there until something happens and it triggers it. And so I guess I want to give, Babe has a trigger warning. So my first one, hopefully not one of many, but the trigger warning is that I'm going to talk about my childhood a little bit. And in my childhood, which was overall pretty awesome. Uh, My parents are kind and loving and generous and understanding. And as an only child, I truly wanted for nothing and lived in a uh, a utopia, if you will. However, I did manage to uh, find some abuse. (laughs) It's not funny at all. I just I can't think of another way to say it. I I managed to with all that said, I managed to be abused. and uh, the narrative, it, it could be could trigger someone. So please, please turn this episode off if that's going to happen to you. Uh, I'm not going to get into rich detail about it, but it, my story has a happy ending and I am really excited to talk about it, but I'm also really nervous to talk about it too for a million reasons. Uh, it's, it's just scary territory. So anyway, trigger warning over. So If you have a narrative from your childhood or young adulthood um, or really any part of your life that that is traumatizing, usually those don't have happy endings. And people, especially children who were victimized, uh, I think, find themselves in a shitload of trouble as they grow older. Um, They use alcohol and drugs to dull the pain. They have um, anonymous or dangerous sex with strangers or people who are unkind to them. Uh, They have trouble in relationships. They uh, have trouble with their weight. Um, They it's a lot. There's a lot of trouble out there. Uh, I've done a lot of research on trauma for my work. And, you know, there are several different levels of trauma that um, somebody can go through when they're little. And, uh, oh, as a father, how I want to protect my child from any type of trauma. And, you know, I've, I have been told by a therapist that I'm even like a little hypervigilant. Like there's some, some disturbances are okay. Like I can't protect him from every single trauma that's going to occur. Uh, it's so, some things are, are okay. Obviously physical, emotional, um, sexual abuse are, are big T traumas and um, can really fuck you up for the rest of your life. And so in my life, I have had um, the, a narrative and I, it was something I had suppressed for a long time until I was about, I would say, 19. Something triggered 
a memory, a small memory, which turned into more memories. And then it turned into an evening where um, I, I really felt I was reliving the abuse, um, that it was happening to me again. Luckily, I had wonderful friends around me to, to see me through this episode. But it's not uncommon to, to sometimes go back and relive trauma. And, um, you know, being 19, already having a drinking problem, um, already being um, uh, unsure of, not unsure of my, my sexuality for sure. I had come out when I was 18, but uh, unsure of how to navigate relationships with other, other men. Um, I definitely w- had a lot of work ahead of me and I wanted it to be I wanted this to be done fast. I wanted it to be, uh, you know, just a couple sessions and then I'll be fine. Um, but that first year of, of being steeped in the fact that I was a survivor of, of childhood uh, abuse was really hard. I wasn't a ton of fun at parties, I will say. I mean, it's all that was on my mind. And I would buy books like uh, The Courage to Heal. And I had The Courage to Heal workbook. And I had a, a book called For Children Who Are Broken. Like, again, I'm not, I was not a ton of fun. Uh, and I was drinking a lot. And I was going out and making bad decisions. And uh, I was connecting it all to the fact that Something terrible had happened to me at a very young age. And so just to kind of fast forward a little bit, um, my my trouble continued through my 20s and into my early 30s. I did a lot of work in therapy and I I sort of put it and compartmentalized it and put it in a place where um, I could learn from it. Uh, but where I thought, you know, it, it, it can't hurt me anymore. However, I still drank to like until I blacked out, which was which was unattractive. I used to say that um, I know what if 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 you die and go to heaven, that is awesome. But if you die and go to hell, hell is having to watch videos of all your blackouts with your parents. <laughs> I thought that would be like the worst. Like, yeah, you can't unsee this stuff. I don't remember any of it. Here it is, live live footage of my blackouts. Mom, Dad, what do you think of this move? Um, I knew I I knew I had a drinking problem, and uh, I. It only really manifested itself when I was in a mode, like I'm I'm going out mode and I'm out to make trouble. I'm out to meet men and I'm out to make bad decisions and I'm I'm I don't mind living dangerously. And luckily, I quit drinking with some ease when I was, I would say, 32. So about 15, 16 years ago. Uh, and in doing so started to really heal from from what had happened uh, to me as a child. Now, I think that one of the, the things that sort of stuck with me is body image stuff and, you know, um, f- uh, feeding my feelings, eating my emotions, you know, getting fat to, to sort of protect myself from, from you know, being uh, out there. You know, when let me, here's a little something, a little tip for our straight listeners. When you're fat and gay, you you may as well be invisible because nobody will want to date you unless they honestly, unless they have a fetish, which is is sad. But um, the fat gays usually are the life of the party and there are a lot of laughs and will get ignored. So so 
eating issues were definitely something that stuck with me and sort of continue to stick with me. It's probably like the last bastion of, of, uh, of, uh, or manifestation of, of any kind of abuse that I had, but I've done the work. I have done a lot of work in therapy to put it in a place where it can't hurt me. But one thing I never, ever, ever considered was forgiving my abuser. Never, ever, ever, ever. My narrative was something I told myself and told therapists and told close friends pretty much. It was a, uh, it may as well have been scripted. I knew how I told the story. Uh, I knew how the story ended and nowhere in the story did it have me forgiving the person that abused me. And this is where, this is the shocking part of the story. Um, Recently, I had a chance to come face to face with the person who abused me. And uh, I really, I had this opportunity and I didn't know whether I should take it or not. And I, I don't recommend it without running it by a therapist first. <laughs> I know that sounds silly, but um, I'm sure there are people would, that who would say this is it's too dangerous. It's too much of a trigger. Uh, it's it's too um, it's too risky. So, but I was really I was just so curious because I had this image of this person in my head, and I had this this image of of what this person may have become. And, you know, when you're a little, little boy, people that uh, have hurt you are monstrous. They're, they're giant, they're monstrous, they're, they're sinister and they're evil and they're so scary. And, and they, they live in your mind, in my story, lived in my mind as, as sort of a, a, a giant beast. And wouldn't it be interesting to see now as a 47 year old man, what what really had become of this person and and what had uh, transpired and would this person remember would this person uh, apologize would this person hug me would this person say uh, you know fuck you what are, what what are you doing here get out of here uh, I really didn't know how this was going to go but I'm brave. I am brave and I like a challenge. And again, I, I have uh, nothing to lose. I, I can't be hurt anymore. And I'm I see things through a different lens now. And I I wanted to put some closure on this narrative that's been living in the back of my head since I was a, a very small boy. So I had this opportunity and I was not going to pass it up. I knew uh, that if I did, I would forever wonder what uh, could have come of it, how I would have felt, what this person was like, what they looked like. Um, and I felt I felt like I had done the work. When you've been in therapy for as long as I have, you really you've put in the time. So so it happened and I was able to not only be OK and not even have, I didn't even need to take a Xanax before this. I was really confident, um, but also I was able to come to a place where I absolutely forgive this person. And that's a new narrative. That's a new ending. I, I wrote a new ending to this story. This, this narrative never ended with me running into this person years later and forgiving them and then setting myself free. And now it does. And I am, it's super exciting. 
it's it's really empowering i i i left this situation like almost like completely giddy like that wasn't so bad and when you see things through an adult's eye uh things look completely different than in in the mind of a of a five-year-old child and it's it's something again i i feel like proceed with caution if if ever you were to actually meet the person that harmed you but you can forgive without meeting the person without seeing the person again um and i think that it's really really powerful long ago i had a boyfriend that dumped me uh and i was having a lot of trouble forgiving him and i remember a very wise friend of mine Anne, said that you're never going to be free until you forgive this guy it doesn't mean you have to be his best friend but you got to let it go. You, you have to forgive. And you hear these stories about, about mothers and fathers who have forgiven the, the person, uh, the drunk driver that's killed their child uh, and, and, and is, is advocating for them or visiting them in prison. And that's a level of forgiveness that I'm, I'm not sure I c- could reach. But again, it seems to have set these people free. And um, what I'm saying for myself is that being able to rewrite a narrative as an adult is a rare gift. And I got this gift and uh, it's something I will never forget. I love that my story has a different ending. And I think that it's something that maybe you could ask yourself, like, who do I need to forgive? Who am I hanging on to resentment or hurt or or fear? Uh, what, what would it take for me to forgive them and really forgive them? Not like sort of forgive them or forgive them, but still hope that they were dead. <laughs> That's a different type of forgiveness. I think it's called not forgiving. Um, but hopefully this, this story could help someone. I think that, again, we all go through things in our childhood that are terrifying. And, and for some of us, they, they reaches the level of abuse. And I think that, uh, God, am I lucky to have been able to see this through a new lens and to be able to rewrite my story. And I gave it my own ending. And I, I, again, almost backed out a couple times, but I really think that um, in doing so, I have set myself free and I feel really good about it. And I couldn't wait to tell you. So that's my story. If you want to know more, call me. Uh, I know I'm being r- relatively vague, but I want to I want to be respectful of the story. And of course, I want to keep anonymity and I want to just get the message across that uh you can rewrite the narrative. The scar might always be there, but it might remind you of something different if you forgive. So that's all I have to say. This was a biggie. Everybody okay? Checking in. All right. I promise the next one will be super funny and not about abuse. Yay. All right. I'll talk to you later. Bye.